Hey everybody, welcome to episode 130 of Medusa's Cascade Collateral Damage. I'm your friendly neighborhood DM, Tom, and I have a few things to cover before you rejoin the crew in the aftermath of the run-in with the constable. First and foremost, thank you for sticking with us for the last three years and going down this crazy rabbit hole with us. We seriously wouldn't have it any other way. Second, please check out our social media accounts on most major platforms. Just search for the Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. We have some cool stuff coming, and it's worth checking out. Lastly, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover, and we would all appreciate the love and support. So, now, without further ado, we will jump into the recap of last week's episode, and then jump directly into this week's episode. Last we left off... The party made their way into the Artisan's Ward of Venice to find the shipwright and artificer, Arian Stormrider. The para-Aarakocra was found in his shop, called Skyward Designs. And after some interaction and a bit of bargaining, the party acquires the shipwright's services. While he gathered his belongings, the party made some stops at shops within the district. A bookstore called Mystical Tomes, and a blacksmith called Everbright Forge. With their purchases completed party returned to the hermitage to rest for the evening with the artificer. Uh, while everyone slept, Hoshino stumbled upon a small wolf statue with a note attached to it, written in Elven. The bard, not knowing Elven, brought the statue to Shanks, who was awake and working with his alchemist supplies. A conversation ensued as it was revealed that the words on the note were those of Rig, Shanks' former lover and assassin, in the S8. The two discussed their philosophies until things took a turn toward the strange. Shanks's personality began to shift, and Ariok's influence began to take over. We pick up as the Archfiend attempts to push Shanks into attacking and killing Hoshino. In your head, you hear, You're going to chicken shit out now. I practically told you to do it. Come on. Oblivion is all we're ever guaranteed. Why should he postpone the inevitable? 
a voice answers. Because that's not my path. And the glowing stops. It doesn't because you failed that. Oh no! Oh. Oh, that sucks. It, the glowing doesn't stop, but it lessens. You were very close to it, so it was, it, it, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to be able to coax you in it completely, but he's not all the way out of your head currently. Gotcha. So it lessens, for sure. The, Sense. the, uh, the, uh, like spidering from his eyes sort of pull back in, and he looks sort of very similar to the, uh, background that Hutch has of Shanks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I, for one, think that we should do what we feel is right, not what somebody else infers or suggests we should make objective decisions based on who we want to be in the future without any care of who we were in the past who do you want to be shankis what if they won't let you Or they'd have any power over what you decide. You carve your own destiny, my friend. You just you just see him in a kind of state of between flashing moments. If If you let them not let you, why isn't any better than letting the constable end these realities? For he talks all about destiny and inevitability. We are obviously in agreement that he is not correct. Otherwise, I wouldn't see you fight so hard to protect your friends. Even against him. Tommy, let me know how I can play this out, but there's a there's a willingness and and a desire to regain balance and stability. I'll say, uh, uh, Hoshino, what are your bardic inspirations? Your the die. Yeah, deed... I think. I don't D- much... Yeah, I think D twelve is the next one or the one after. Pretty sure it's a D ten. A D ten. Yep. Fifteenth cool. is when you get twelve. 
Uh, roll me, uh, Shanks, uh, another charisma saving throw. But add on taking the advice in the account of Hoshno, add on a d10 to that roll. As if it were Bardic Inspiration. It doesn't cost you Bardic Inspiration. That would be 22. You hear a almost sort of disgusted sort of ugh. You can't get rid of me that easy. See you soon, boyo. And the green somewhat begins to... The fingerprint remains glowing, though it does not smolder quite nearly. So you'd have to be close to him to notice the smolder. And the eyes begin to have sort of a greenish tint to them. However, it's not the the red. There's like specks of red in his eyes that aren't totally gone. And you do feel a relief, Shanks. Ah. That sucked. No. Did I peace with it at all? Did I um did I, did I say anything? You didn't, no. You your your mouth spoke somebody else's words. I don't know what to do. I can't I think. I think you did amazing, my friend. You're back, are you not? This time. Hoshino places another hand. <laughs> kind of kind of like places both hands <laughs> on your shoulders. I need two hands this time. Two hands this time. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. I mean, oh, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> So that's next step. Next step. <laughs> that's this. <laughs> the daughter of the weave compels you. <laughs> that's the next step. Hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, and he sort of brings his forehead to yours. Whatever demons you fight, I promise you. I'll always be in your corner. He winces and holds back into it. It's enough to make a grown man cry. But not this grown man. Get back in there, dude. (laughs) It's at this point that Duo pokes his head and he's like, hey guys, noms, and then fucking bolts back out. (laughs) When you hear him going through the different rooms, be like, noms, guys, it's time for noms. I guess it is time for noms, whatever that is. 
You made it. That that was Zex's early teaching of um of food to him. He uh, still hangs on to it to this day. I see. I see. But and he pulls the uh um concoction off and he plugs the vial and he hands it to Hoshino. This is a uh what do they call it? The gas bomb? Gas grenade? Smoke grenade? Smoke grenade, I believe. Smoke grenade. I guess okay. when you wanna when you wanna be between the light and the dark and uh don't wanna cast a spell. No. I see. Thank you. They will. Uh is there a thing for that in D D Beyond to add to my inventory? Mm-hmm. Like is it it should be. Yeah. Should be smoke grenade. Just smoke grenade. Mm-hmm. Basically, it does like a fog cloud type thing. It sounded familiar. I just wasn't sure if it was a holder thing or not. Smoke grenade. There we go. All right. So we will finally smash cut to Zex. I'm sorry, buddy. (laughs) I love you. I love you. (laughs) I'm fine. I've been smoking this up. No, no, no. I've eaten up today. It was great. Before we jump in, I would like to say I love that you just totally like deflected the whole thing that you got a a, a Solonar idol from someone that oh, yeah. wrote things about like okay sorry <laughs> this is trauma this is trauma for later it's cool. triggered it's like like you brought something in that triggered and then we gotta address the thing after we address the trigger that's no that's you don't. Easy. Well, you, didn't even, you. you didn't even address the trigger you were just like Solonar huh. <laughs> Let's talk about Oblivion. I was like, I was like, I mean, like maybe I'll, I was like thinking of revealing, but like, no, 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 no. Hoshino's still getting through his, you know, <laughs> one step at a time for him. What I, what I said, I, I, that's the thing. Like there were things that she's out. It really depended on what you said. I was trying to play it to what you were saying. And if you, if you said things that got him to think down a certain path, then yeah, yeah. It's like Hoshino doesn't have the answer for that yet either. Exactly, exactly. He is very much hypocrisy. Find <laughs> exactly. right here, buddy. <laughs> no, you went wrong. You went lying. I didn't know how better to do that. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> oh, I love that. Anyway, so Zex, you awake to duo flying through the <laughs> through the hermitage? Knobs, knobs, guys. Duo, 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 buddy. Come here, come here, come here, come what? here. What? Come here. What? Did Salix put you up to this? Or are you just hungry and demand noms? No, Salix is making food. <laughs> okay. We did the rounds. Everybody's awake for the most part or groggily getting up. Mm-hmm. Galahad was up doing his morning calisthenics. Naturally. Did you sleep okay? Yeah, sure. That's weird need... seeing a big bird talking while weird. That was he was he was funny. You're a little bird who is very funny and strange to a lot of people you meet too. Yeah, but I talk normal. You do. You do. <laughs> Remember, also normal is a relevant term. Or uh I'll explain it a little bit. Relative? You mean relative, Dad? 
Look at you. Look at you. I, I give him a pat on the head. Yes. Clearly, I'm still groggy and a sleepyhead. All right, get your noms. And he just sort of pops up and <laughs> flies back out of the room. Alright, I'll start uh slowly putting my stuff together. Um in before I went to bed, I took out that dream catcher again that doesn't really have any significance. I don't remember if it was magical or not, but um and I like slowly like place it in um like a cloth or of some kind mm-hmm. and delicately place it into um my bag and i kind of just sit where i'm at for like two minutes like that old like all right let's find the energy to get up get going and what have you um kind of just take in a lot of the last few days Mm -hmm. right on can do. Hey, uh, oh. go, go ahead. Yeah, I'll make I'll make my way to uh, wherever the food is, and um, if Salix is still cooking, I'll help them uh, out any way I can. Uh, Salix is pretty much done. Uh, it looks like they started cooking probably a, l- a little while before you guys got up. Uh, they are uh, they've cooked uh, mushroom frittatas for everybody. Oh, it smells, it smells amazing. Yeah. Not that dissimilar to what we'll be having soon. <laughs> oh man! All right, so I'll uh, I'll help like pass out uh, plates and food and whatever the case is. Can do a check in with uh, Cordell and see. Um, if we have an estimate on time or cost at this uh, current moment. Cordell's like, uh, Arian hasn't taken a look yet, uh, but he said if it's the crystal and we can provide the crystal, it'll just be the labor and expertise, and he said he can put together some stuff to help fortify a little bit better without taking too much of the drag but uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be super expensive if we can get the crystal it'll be way cheaper if we can procure that ourselves or if you guys can do that Uh, yep that's uh, on the plan for today cool Uh, yeah so like something he said this is a rough guess we'll, we'll wait until we get to the uh, get to him taking a look at everything but if it's just the crystal and some cosmetic repairs which glad I think I think glad has mending one of one of the one that of looks, the actors okay she's like one of the one of the the elves not shanks but the other two the the ones who are drinking tea all the time uh, <laughs> the one with like all the like the flowers and the rope and the really nice eyes I, I don't know how she gets they get the eyes but 
Um, <laughs> they said that they can mend uh, things on board, which is great as far as I'm concerned. So cheap on that. So probably looking at like all of the you know the the fees and whatnot. You know, looking at six seven hundred gold for having them out here taking all the ship probably somewhere in there is what he said okay shouldn't be too bad he said most of it from what you guys described was cosmetic and I described the large crack in the crystal and he said yeah that's probably what's killing killing everything although he said it like really drawn out but yeah that's what he said gotcha but uh sounds good doesn't look like it's gonna be uh, a bank breaker, as it were. More of a time kill than anything else. Time suck. Yeah. If you guys are good at finding stuff, right? Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> we should be good. Unless you guys run right. into some shit while you're out there, but we'll see about. I mean, it is us, and you know our track record at this point. Well, I'm, I'm gonna roll for foreshadowing. Yeah, that's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be. It could be. Could be, maybe, possibly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I will neither confirm nor deny. I will neither confirm nor deny any of that. But <laughs> that information is classified, top secret. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, yeah, so she's like. Well, uh, yeah, just obviously when you get back, we'll, uh, big man can start using those muscles and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't really have anything else to tell you. We've fixed all we can without magical assistance or some type of arcane thing. So you can find that big arcane thing, that big battery. I'm 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 ready to get the fuck out of here. How's uh, how's the rest of the crew holding up? Well, I mean they're small, so this is like uh, a mansion to them. But uh, I'm talking miss, about you I, know I miss the ship. Post the events, you know they'll survive. Uh, we'll 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 find a way to get over it. I feel like if we are stopping in Balasar work, we're gonna go blow off some steam. But we need to, I want to get out of here first. Appreciate that you trusted us enough to continue uh, this journey with us. Well, I mean, I don't really have any jobs because I already gave up the jobs to go work with you. So I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> fucked by this. <laughs> and yeah. the only way I'm getting this fixed is by you guys uh, paying to repair it because uh, you pretty much bought me out. So we're we're stuck together, with <laughs> fucking pine tar. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. It's appreciated nonetheless. I appreciate you guys fixing the ship that you know got fucked up. So I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, I'm I'll leave glad it to they it. didn't kill us. That's even better. I'm very glad. I'll uh, sit down, start having breakfast, start uh trying to figure out what spells I need for the day. And um, 
make sure Duo eats and isn't <laughs> being the hyperactive kid who wants to play right now. But I oh. guarantee he wants to be right now. He's already fucking destroyed whatever was in front of him, and he's he's not even in the building. You hear? <laughs> he's definitely already flying around. I do a mental check, and then I'm like, while you're having fun, can you at least take a look and see if you see anything funny around us? Of course, Dad. Eyes in the sky. <laughs> you got you got my back. I got yours. Yep. All right. Go find those rocks. <laughs> That's the plan. That is the plan. Cool. Um, Tommy, out of game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember because I remember Duo trying to help me when um, we were talking with the constable and I was like getting really upset. Did I talk to him after that? I don't think so. Okay. I'll I'll probably bring it up later and see. Uh, I feel like I. All right. I don't remember you talking to him specifically. No, I don't think so. So once I finish breakfast, I'll say like a twenty minutes of me doing, you know, miscellaneous things, checking in with everyone. Uh, I'll check in with Duo again and see uh, if he found anything interesting or uh, you know how he's doing and what, what have you. Oh, it's nice out. It's sunny. It's pretty. I haven't seen anything crazy. There's just lots of treetops. Uh, I tell him I'm going to meet him outside and we're going to have a quick little chat. Okay. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, okay then. Where are you where are you want me by the ship? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Alright. Well, fast forward we'll uh I'll have him like just rest wherever he wants to rest and I'll ask him um how he's doing. What do you mean? So the last few days have been a little bit stressful for everyone. Shanks had his moment. Hoshino had his moment. I had mine. Everyone seems to be a little on edge. And while I'm checking on everyone, I wanted to make sure I checked in with you too. I mean... Everyone's always on edge after we've met that constable guy. This is the third time, and everyone's doing the same thing they did the last two times. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to say that I expected it to be like this after it was done. And I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't. I didn't hear or see any of the things. I was. I was. I was doing eyes in the sky, making sure we were good. It was scary. It job. was. It was scary. But, like, I don't know. I just had this feeling that it was going to be okay. Or at least I wanted it to be okay. So I just kept thinking about that. But really, the big question is, Dad, 
Are you okay? You keep, you keep going around asking how people are doing. Do you ever ask how you're doing? <laughs> Dang it, um, stole my words. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm... I think I'm trying to put off checking it with myself. That's a bad idea. Remember what happened last time when you stopped checking in on yourself? Yeah. 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 I remember Salak saying something this morning like keep doing the same thing over your stupid or something like that. I don't think it was those words. I don't think it was those words, but it's that's the what definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's what it was. He points his wing to you. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So why are you doing the same thing and thinking this, the same thing's not going to happen in the end? You got all those friends in there that you're asking. And, and showing that you care about, you know? I mean, I don't think I know yet what I'm, what I want to or what I'm going to do next. Well, sometimes you need to talk. You know why we work so good as a team? Because we talk to each other. You tell the me the thing. And this, so he puts both of his wings up like this. He's like, "Well, then, what are you doing? <laughs> we're not, we're not the only ones on the team, Dad. There's a bunch of people in there that are on our team too, and you should talk to them." Yes, I'm just like this little guy. <laughs> yeah, I told him favorite character. <laughs> you see, like, he's like smiling with a sense of like pride looking at him and like seeing how much he's grown in like such a short amount of time um and it's the same thing that Argo does yeah yeah I know he's like your dad but like you don't need to be exactly like Argo you can make better choices Be like your mom and dad. For so long, Argo was the only blueprint I had for how to respond to situations. It took a while to kind of come into my own and realize I don't have to be the old man. Yep. Don't worry. You're Try to shake it. Your dad, we talked a lot when I when I was home, so he gave me some advice. So if you need you need to talk to your dad, he nods his, his head. You talk. <laughs> oh man, how'd you get so how'd you get so bright? Because your dad's smart. He taught me lots of stuff. This is true. This is true. When um. When the situation was going down 
and I was trying to reach out to you and have you reach out to me. And you said there was like a wall there and you couldn't get through. Yep, I figured it was magic something. Yeah. I think... It's like flying into a window. Oh. We have to figure out a way to open up that window for you, but... Well... You guys... I don't, I don't know. I don't know any of that magic stuff. I don't, I don't need to know about that magic stuff. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, the metaphorical. <laughs> I realized that halfway through. <laughs> what <Wait>. happened? <laughs> I'm so confused. Right, wait. Get yours. And, uh... So. I believe just occurred is that Law was talking about metaphorical blockade in his mind, right? Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the wall of force. <laughs> that yeah, the, for- the force cage, yep. There we the go. Force, force cage. cage. There we go. Yeah. 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 Mystery solved. Mystery okay, solved. There we go. Literal and figurative speech. And now. Uh, but mentally um, you felt like you couldn't get through to me as easily as you normally do right well yeah it, was, it wasn't it wasn't as like strong but again I figure like magic stuff that's how we communicate right that's like the like magic, magic and, stuff. and stuff yeah so <laughs> If you got magic stuff around you and it's magic stuff that connects us and there's, you know, it's, you know, it's like a window reflects stuff. So Mm -hmm. I figure that's what was happening. I mean, you survived. You were, you're here. We're talking. You made it. Yeah. Yeah. I just... I just want to address it with you and um, let you know that I'm going to, I'll talk to the group. Yeah, Dad, you better. I'm going to start telling them to to bug you about it. They'll listen to me. You're the voice of, you you realize you're the voice of reason in this group, right? I mean, nobody else is. I don't know about that Hoshino guy yet. I, we haven't. He hasn't been with us long enough for me to tell. But I know everybody else. <laughs> I know everybody else isn't isn't the the. He puts his you know feathers up. Voice of reason. <laughs> All right. Go go get the rocks, so we can go and fly more. Yep. Let's do it. I'll uh, get up, dust myself off, and head back. I tell him he can stay and fly uh, as much as he wants until we're ready to go. Okay. He gives. He literally gives you like almost in the same tone the we aqua. Okay, bye. <laughs> in that in that half a second that he does, I like think of we aqua. I'm like. 
I wonder if that was really them. And then, like, keep walking. Because I'm thinking about this other group that's out there with potentially Atros and with Sirius and with, you know, the Aqua and what that means for us as the current party. And is that something that we just let go and let them do their things because they have their own major plot points to sort out. So he kind of just shrugs and drags his feet back to uh, back to Salix's. I'll um I'll check in to see like if everyone's ready to go for the most part and see who's like staying who's going uh for this. Most of the party is going to be sticking around. Uh Galhead still still kinda of miffed a little bit about little G in the Bahamas and Argyle <laughs> has been fucking just like poking has been pushing that button all morning. You've heard you heard and saw Argyle being like, ah, you know, doing those little little jabs. Um but I mean Galhead's like, I just I need a day off from this shit. And uh Argyle's like, Fetch quest, right? You guys can handle that, right? Sure. Alright. Uh when you guys are ready, well, we can head out. I have a general sense of the direction that we're going into, and um, if Glad's help, we should be able to find it within half a day. Yeah, okay. Glad gives you the area, the directions, and Salix tells you that the place that you're going, very much like all the spots where the arcane crystals grow, is like a special place in Sloan. Sloan itself is living and sentient and you don't just take shit from these places. You have to go in with reverence and respect and that sort of deal. Mm. She's like, or they're like, I've never been there. I don't want to go there. They got like crystal drakes and shit like that. I, you, know, you know me with the the wings and scales uh, mm-hmm. but you know places places like that these these well well hidden guarded places you have to be respectful and go in there with intention that sort of deal you don't just pillage these places so keep that in mind oh don't because it will fight back. I appreciate that. Up. Um. All right, don't fuck this up. <laughs> wow, what a what a encouraging bunch you guys are. Salix just looks at you like that was my optimistic tone. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that was my optimistic tone. That wasn't my oh. pessimistic tone. Oh man. <laughs> You, the words you are the tra- same, but the you've traveled with me long enough yeah. to know that was. I'm joking. Come on, 
Alright, you guys hold Seriously, on. though. <laughs> Seriously, though, don't fuck this up. Seriously, though. We, we, we need this. <laughs> I, I love this place, but I, I now have memories here, so fuck all that. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Oh, I'll uh, get our horses for us, and um, I'm going to assume that they told us how big of a crystal we need. Yeah, you would have seen on on the ship if you spent the amount of time that you spent on the ship. It mm. there's no way that most of you, especially Zax, would not have seen and looked around the entirety of the fucking ship to know <laughs> what how everything was working. There's no way right. that you wouldn't have done that. So you would know it's a fairly large crystal, but it is gravity yeah. ma- magic that's you're working with, so that could be deceivingly light. Okay. I mean, uh, um, massive crystal that allows a ship to float. So, I'll just make sure at least uh, to have um, the horses uh, tied up with rope, so that and the potential that we need to carry it behind us, uh, we could just connect it to the horses. Okay. Since it is your favorite terrain, roll me, uh, roll me survival. a survival check with advantage. Seventeen plus six is twenty-three. Twenty-three. You get there in less than a half day's time. Found pretty good route. And with the horses, you make really good time. Through the canopy of the trees as you're traveling, you see the looming presence of the shattered mountain range uh, that you're heading towards. The terrain is getting less and less flat and a little bit more hilly and wavy, starting to get bigger waves. Uh... You do, like I said, before midday, you get to what looks like a small clearing in the forest. The trees in the heartwood are all relatively large. It is an old, old forest. But these trees in particular have a sort of uh, like an intangible like bigness for lack of a better term to them mm-hmm. there's something that visually and sort of like vibe wise sort of sets these apart from the rest of the trees that are surrounding you uh, the leaves on these trees are like a vibrant like emerald green and I'd say with all of your passive perceptions you would be able you would notice there is a slight sort of energy to this place like it is a noticeable sort of feeling you know you you go to specific places that have like uh, 
slightly different magnetic fields or or do you know what I mean like things where it's not like the the norm then you can sort of feel like it's that same sort of feeling of like this place is kind of special making your way in you see a almost sort of centerpiece to this grove area the crystals in this particular area that you're in it is patches of long and slender and some sort of shorter and more stout deep deep purple crystals there's some translucence to them and uh, the sun coming down through sort of gives you a crazy sort of kaleidoscope of different shades of purples and blues and reds depending on how the light is hitting it and where they are within the field around you you all sense and can see sort of zipping between the clusters of crystals and the outer edges as well of the clearing like bright sort of uh, almost like lines of light you see all sorts of them coming through likely fairy or fae something small something very small as you continue to move in a bit further a humanoid figure begins to ascend from a pool that was hidden from you until this point. They are all regal, almost sort of standing there, their skin slightly translucent. There's a a shimmer and an iridescent glow that is reflecting uh, the sunlight and the different colors uh, of the of the spectrum of light and even some of the crystals as well uh it's clothing adorned with uh almost what looks like a fabric of like pure arcane energy for hoshino the weave immediately comes to mind there are symbols that sort of pulse with a soft Uh, radiance and glow in different sort of patterns across their garb and there are long shimmering uh, sort of flowing hair down the back till about the mid back with clear almost sort of glinting uh, crystalline eyes that are piercing and it approaches you No words, there is no mouth, but 
the presence this being you all get the the question without the words of why you are here or asking you why are you here what is your business we are in need of a replacement crystal to repair the ship that we are using to help save and protect the planes. Head tilts slightly to the left. You get a quizzical feeling. Very much an explain. And this is the feeling that all of you get, so it's not just <clears throat> Zex that this is like Zex may be talking, but you are getting this is projected to all of you. We uh, and I'll like try to give a very uh simplified version of like who we are as a group. What uh is happening to the planes themselves and give a description of like the constable and what that effort is happening and what we're trying to attempt to do as best as most simple shanks shanks leaned over and said you should you should probably mention that the arbiter stuff Um, I'll, I'll mention that the Arbiter gave her blessing, uh, to, for our efforts going forward. If, I was going to say, if, uh, if we are to take something and we must give in return. Let us know if we are fortunate enough to to take something and be asked later on to just do anything. Know that we'll be very grateful because this is going to help us immensely. Roll me a persuasion check. 19. All right. There's a pause. From what you can tell of this being, it seems to be contemplating the things that you are telling it. <clears throat> it gives... It gives an affirmative sort of feeling to you, but it beckons for clarity. Clarity on what? You get the feeling that it wants to know 
what is the what is your reason look it 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 you can feel its gaze upon the three of you what your reasoning is for doing what you are setting out to do okay okay like it seems that it is going to let you extract <clears throat> a crystal <clears throat> but it wants to know not the you get the sense that it is not the yeah yeah the it, it basically it's a yeah i know you want to save the planes that's great what is your what is your reason what is your reason reason not the altruistic yeah what is what 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 re, what are your specific stakes in this it wants to know specifically and it wants this from the three of you if no one speaks first then shanks would say our stakes in this is as the arbiter has gifted us with a wisdom it is to protect life and to bring some form of peace to this chaos you you get a, a feeling immediately back shanks of that is not what i asked it is asking for your personal reason why you are doing this not the altruistic like you just said save the planes that sort of thing it understands mm -hmm. that with the story the, with the information that it was given from zex it makes sense type of deal and it's like yes i understand that but they want to know you specifically and sex specifically and Hoshino specifically uh, why it, they want to know because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what you know what i mean it's one of those deals where it's like you could just be a persuasive being you could ha know have known to say these things because it would inevitably be you know it would make sense for why you would want these things i want to see the truth of you what type of people are what type of person are you why are you doing this you could easily just say, you know, fuck it, the world's ending, I can do whatever the fuck I want, mm -hmm. type of deal. It, it, so, it, it, so he's, it, he's... in not so many words, he's basically saying, it, it's basically getting at you like, I understand that, but why are you specifically wanting to do this to save the planes and promote peace and protect life? What, What is what is your end so, goal? So he's, he says the... The, the altruistic part and then he he leans forward he points to the mark of Ariok, and he says i need to know that there's more than just this i need to know that there is some type of redemption or me. Moves its gaze from you, Shanks, to Hoshino. I 
I've been given a second chance to atone for what I have done in the past. I wish to make make the most of this situation in the only way that I know how to. Moves back to you, Zex. I'm from here. I have only a few memories of this place and not all of them good, but my family's here. I also have family on the plane that I was raised in. And I would hope that one day the father that raised me and the father and mother that birthed me can meet and be proud of their son. It gazes at the three of you for a moment longer. Turns and gestures towards the clusters of crystals. And you get the feeling, the, again, question without the words. Which one? Tommy, if the one uh, that we, that the one that's broken uh, is inert, would we still have been able to, like, take it out, drag it, and, like, basically ask for a replacement or, like, kind of give it back? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that, like, it would work this way, but I would try to treat it like a plant that would need rehabilitation and give it back to them and see if, uh, you know, what we took is what we can give back. If that makes sense. It does, but it would have been better for you to have brought this up before you left and we had this entire conversation. I, I was just, don't <laughs> worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's a great, but that leading with that would have been fantastic. I I only thought about it like way after. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I would say that you would have the dimensions and being as it is inert or not necessarily inert, but like heavily, heavily damaged. It would have been very difficult. These things are big, but because of the type of magic it is. it naturally emits and they are much less so can I say that uh, on our return or on our way towards Balazar we would like to return our crystal as a like way to say thank you would that be something we could do we can get to that after the crystal that you pick okay You've seen the crystal. You know about how big it is. So it's not like you don't have a reference point for like size. Just looking at all of these crystals and be like, "Oh, that one looks." About and size. and we know the color. It's the color that you need. This is a grove that specifically has that color. The, like it doesn't grow in like rainbow shards. It's like concentrations of different types of magic throughout 
mm-hmm. the world. And and it's three main types, right? Oh no, it is all of the schools of magic. Oh, it's the uh, oh, okay. which is why the which is why the uh, enchanter in uh, Nymora had like thirteen different crystal colors. Gotcha. To represent the different schools of magic. So this one is specifically graviturgy. Graviturgy, you got you. But there would be like enchantment and illusion and conjuration mm. and evocation and transmutation and all of the other like standard magic ones. You got like the eight, and then plus so there's like ten or eleven different types of crystals. Perfect. But this is a grove specifically for the yeah. graviturgy ones. Um, pick out one that is the right size. Being lifts its hand as you pointed out, and it slides from the ground. And doesn't necessarily place it, doesn't actually sit on the ground. It sort of levitates mm-hmm. slightly off the ground, maybe a couple of inches, but still uh, sits there. And If I may ask, what is your name? Let's head cocks to the side again. Name. What do you call yourself? Be it a name or anything of the sort. I look to Hoshino as you're saying this and almost like feeling like this is the answer, but feeling like it's also not. And I just ask, are you Sloan? Are you a representation of Sloan itself? Again, without actual words, mm-hmm. you basically get I am we, we are you, and you are us. But you know, um, bows and turns around. Thank you. It nods to all of you, turns, and begins walking back towards the pool in which it had come out of. Almost sort of like stepping down like stairs, going into Mm -hmm. the eventually. And this is the bonkers part, because you can see the pool at this point. As it is walking in, there are are no ripples on the surface. Nice. And now you are... I wouldn't say alone in the grove, but the the, the being is not there anymore. You definitely still see what look like pixies Mm. flying around. 
All right, so we get a dwarvish career in here. We mine all this. We sell it for like <laughs> thousands and thousands of platinum, and we make bank. <laughs> I mean, you could. I do absolutely whole, not. I do have a whole stat block set up for. Yeah, he does have a stat block, but I'm sure that thing has a stat block. You yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm good. But I'm glad you said it because I was not going to say it. And- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, passive, passive income, man. Passive yeah. income. <laughs> Someone had to say oh, it, right? That's all I <laughs> oh my god, that would have went so well. That would have went so well. Um, <laughs> all right. Shanks, as he walks through this forest, and as he's. Uh, attention to all of the the life and the um, immense beauty of nature and you just you just see him in almost like uh, almost reach like a slight internal euphoria where it's like it's something that he's missing you know it's not just the the power and the energy of the crystals, but it's the it's the connection to nature that he's missing. Can I have the three of you roll perception checks for me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, oh. I'll say it's a ten. It might as, so, might so as well as been right? no. That's a that's a eight. Hmm? I'm still on favorite terrain, right? Sure. What when it gives you perception, is it just perception checks blanket or is there uh, a stipulation to it? I'm curious because I know we haven't been in your favorite terrain for a while, so I want to make sure you get yeah. uh your proficiency bonus is double for proficient skills when you make an intelligence or wisdom check related to it. Um so yeah, it would be wisdom perception. Yeah. But I think we treated uh, instead of doubling my proficiency as uh, taking the advantage. Yeah, I'd say uh, go with it on expertise for for this instead of the advantage. And what was yours, Shanks? I didn't. Hit, you're muted. So nineteen. Nineteen. Cool. Uh, twenty-three. Okay, Hosna, you said you were what, seven? Eight. Eight, okay. <laughs> I rolled a four. Hoshino, you are taken in by just the beauty in the Oh, God, it's so pretty, guy. <laughs> it's so pretty in here, like a Jesus. And it's very fitting. It's a bird. <laughs> Shanks and Zex rolled high. At the other edge of the clearing for... A brief maybe three or four seconds you both spot a rather large wolf sort of right on the outskirts looking in you can both feel it looking at you and then it heads back into the forest and disappears in the underbrush when that happens uh, Shanks reaches into his side pouch 
and without looking at Zex, uh, puts the, the wolf in front of him and goes, well, that guy looks familiar. Yep. I had uh, that same impression. It's... Sorry, what, what, what? Uh, so, you know, uh, the wolf on his arm reflects <laughs> Solonar. <laughs> Solonar is the enemy of Malar, who just happens to be taking residency inside of me right now. Uh, uh. But Solonar has apparently been watching over me from the beginning. And when I see wolves, now it brings a sense of comfort. When most of the time it's been uncertainty. Wow. That is comforting. At this point, Shanks is giving Vex the wolf that he was holding. <laughs> Did you make this? Uh, no. I did not. Ashino found it outside with the note attached. Yeah, both leave me in suspense here? What were the exact words, Tommy? If you could see what I see, you could find the faith to take the leap. <clears throat> yes. Uh, if you see what I could see, you would find the faith to take the leap. For context, these were words that have been given to me before. Tommy, based on how Zex has been feeling lately and where he thinks his path is leading, does this find any resonance with him? I'm going to do the thing that I've done for Shanks several times. I don't know, you tell me. You know the kid. I don't play Zex. <laughs> you played Zex. You tell me. Does this find resonance with with Zex? I figure if you're asking the question, it does. Yeah. So, how do you tell me? This, while it feels for you like something you heard from someone in your past, and your past may not be the place of wonder as most of our past aren't it uh kind of reaffirms where i think i'm heading i just have to i'll know it when i see it and when i find it i'll uh accept it 
Rig used to say this to me. The Zex burst out laughing. Like, hearty, just fucking cool. Cool. Just, alright. And then, uh, goes, well, either way, it still resonates. Um, well, that's ruined. <laughs> Basically that. Basically that. Like, oh, thanks for not letting me have a nice thing. Cool. Hey, thanks for ruining the... <laughs> What I took comfort in, thanks a lot. This God. is why we can't have nice things. Okay. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But, to be fair, she did say this when she was being nice. To be fair. Well, if this was meant for anyone in particular it can mean any different thing to any different one of us if it was meant collectively for us I have no idea I would like to find and believe that while we keep getting our teeth kicked in because of circumstances out of our control there's still someone watching over us and trying to be in our corner and Jerry here or are you talking higher than that you already know at this point We've had a lot of powerful beings watching us, whether from one side of the playing field or the other, or right smack dab in the middle. So who knows? I think if you can take it as a good thing, you should probably take it as a good thing. Just, you know, we did use a good thing. Right. Exactly. I wasn't going to be, wasn't going to exactly say that, but yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Good things okay. are few and far between at the moment. Maybe only few and far between because of our perception. And I don't know, maybe the circumstances that we may have just been given. If it's out of our control, then the question becomes, what is in our control? Maybe it's just how we respond. And maybe if we can respond in a good way, isn't that as good as we can get? I agree. Fantastically put. Pulls out a notebook. <laughs> Maybe I do have a few shares of bar. <laughs> he says that to he says that to himself as he turns. <laughs> he just picks up Thanks. two levels for expertise and uh, right, right. bardic inspiration. <laughs> Thanks. 
poet of a thousand times. Yeah, that's a poet of a thousand times. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, it sounds better on yours, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I just wanted to try it on, you know, see if it fits. There's only room in this party for one of us. <laughs> The Bosco right away. I know. Wait a minute. What's Bosco doing here? <laughs> Small halfling comes out of the out of the <laughs> Like, oh yeah, it's only yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't not have two of them now. What the fuck? <laughs> we need. Oh. All right. And I will say, with that, uh, you can hook the crystal up, drag it very easily back with the horses to the party. All right. It is uh, right around dusk as Hoshino, Zex, and Shanks make their way back to the Hermitage uh, within the forest surrounding in Venice. Uh, For those that are currently there as you see them walking up they are uh pulling fairly easily these large floating deep purple crystals behind them with just a handful of ropes they're still they're like slightly levitating off the ground they don't seem to be pulling very tip it's not doesn't seem to be very difficult uh and they make their way uh past the hermitage and towards the ship and maybe about 10 minutes later or so uh, they come back to the hermitage with uh, the shipwright and the ship's crew Salix has been cooking a very nice uh, mushroom and uh, thyme stew uh, with a bunch of different berries and uh, loads of different things that, that they have foraged uh, throughout the surrounding areas uh, at this point what would uh, everyone like to do what's what's happening don't everyone jump at once <laughs> uh, so for the last session I stayed at the hermitage correct yeah You're still a little stuck on uh, Little G in the Bahamas and uh, Argyle was just poking at you, pushing buttons the whole time. (laughs) You were just like, fuck this, I need need some time to myself, get the fuck away from me, (laughs) type of deal. Sounds good. Salix begins to hand out bowls of stew to everyone. Hoshino would uh, kind of be a little quiet after like what they sort of saw when we when like in in the cave and the that that being that we met that that was basically like Sloan itself, right? Like that was yes, you a, would a know that this was a, a physical representation of yeah. the of the plane. Yeah. Just, p- just pondering on, on that. Right on. Yeah, Shanks would be doing the same. 
What's everyone else up to? Glad there. Yes, absolutely. No, she's just thanking Salix for the food, praying over it. Meditative as well about the whole thing. She gives you uh, leaf juice as well. You two are the you two are the tea gallery. She's always Mm -hmm. they've always got tea for you. Love it, love it. Uh, <clears throat> the Galahad is probably outside. He'll probably need to be coming in soon for food. Probably wants to just chop some trees down or something. Oh, fuck yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Comes back without his armor on, or at least the top half of his armor. He's all sweaty and glistening in his fucking uh, tank top on, that he wears underneath. <laughs> fucking Kana's Fury, just sort of halfway, you know, like on his back, walking in like Paul Bunyan. I just want to chop a tree in front of Glad after trauma traumatic event. He doesn't do it in front processes, of Glad. Everybody processes differently. <laughs> everybody processes differently. <laughs> he chops trees. <laughs> he did it outside, but you could hear. It. You could right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking kobolds! What the? F- Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. So it's a nice, quiet meal. The night is yours to do with what you will. You all seem to have a successful journey looking to the group that left. Yes. um, It was interesting, but uh, we got what we left for. We didn't have to fight anyone, thank thank God. So it was more interesting than me cutting trees. Please do tell. on the way back, uh, we'll return the Broken Crystal as a payment. Take one, leave one. It seemed it required a bit of an exchange for there's always uh, a way to rebalance things. Mm-hmm. Craziest part was the. Um, the being that we meant. Yes, that was something, huh? A like physical the, manifestation. Of stone, right? Yeah. Never it was, it felt like it uh, wanted to see into our souls. Very much felt that way, didn't it? Um, Wanted to know why we did what we did. Why we're putting our lives on the line for our current objective. Did it approve of your answers? 
Sorry. Out of game, did Glad the storm as well? Uh, no, she was back uh, at the Hermitage with uh, Galahad, Argyle, and Salix. Okay. Uh, yes, it, it, it did. Um, it gave us the correct uh, crystal that we needed of the right size. No picking required. And yeah, it did seem that our answers were satisfactory to it. Got real in there for a bit, right? Can I, did I did I use that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. You did. Well <laughs> I'm learning, picking up the lingo. Are you any are. of you hurt? Emotionally, yet yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, what are we talking here? <laughs> no, it just it didn't, checks it didn't. all of the above. <laughs> That's glad asking. No, it didn't. It didn't harm us in, in any way. Um, okay. But it it seemed that it wanted to know that we were doing things for the right reason. It would probably not have given uh, the crystal to us if we were not truthful and perhaps very open with our. Uh, internal needs for it. So After, what's the plan? Yeah, fine. So what's the plan now? Well, I mean, other than giving the crystal to um, Eric Cockrell, letting him do his thing, um, I, uh, I guess... And you, you see him take a, a very pregnant pause. Uh, I guess you guys are going to have to keep moving forward. What do you mean, you guys? Yeah, what's, what is that? What's up with that? Um... I don't know if I will be able to continue um, with you. And that is because... Why is that? Okay, you guys are really going to just crack this open, right? Dogs is like, who the fuck do you think we are again? I mean, you're (laughs) talking about leaving the party, so I think it's merited that we have some questions for you. Who did it? Is it because of last night? What's up? And, and who do we need to fight? Well, fighting may not be a a thing we can necessarily do, but this, but um, I'm I'm gaining a little bit more insight to Ariok's ways, and um, unfortunately, uh, last night I blacked out again. But even though I could not hear what my other self is saying, I could hear what Ariak was saying to him. So these blackouts are getting worse. Definitely not getting better. And what was he saying? 
he he looks at Hoshino, uh, and you almost you almost see like a little bit of uh, he does not cry, but you see that welling in his eyes. Right, they get a little little damp, and uh, he he wanted me to to stab him. And did you? No, I basically screamed inside my own mind and for whatever I was able to do, I eventually came to and saw obviously Hoshino unharmed in front of me and uh, from that I, I I can't be a risk to you all. I can't be someone who would harm any of you. Um, he wanted to I, not, he wanted not to that you know, make this about me, Shanks, but you know, we all got our own shit that we're dealing with. You're not the only one. Okay, bye. <laughs> this guy. Well, know, he's man. right. And uh, you do have a party that can uh, help or try or die trying. Right? How did you um, meet? Atriac. No, before, as, as most of the rest of the party is aware, uh, I came across him as Elrin. Elrin, yes. Uh, one of our one of our former party members uh, was part of the Telltale Guild and uh, Atros, uh, who sacrificed himself for the team's survival. Um, he gave me information about his past and I wanted to uphold a promise that I made to him. And when I saw signs of the Telltale Guild in Grazia, I decided to see if I could at least learn more about what they may be doing. Unfortunately, my uh, skills were not on top notch that day. I was captured by the Telltale Guild and basically given an ultimatum to get Elrin's approval for my continuation or be handed over as I was wanted in the city at the time. Not really too much of an option, but at the end of the day, I felt I did what I had to to survive. And at this point, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and Zex, I, I completely understand your position, but maybe, maybe I honestly feel that you are much more critical to the success of all of this than I am. I want to pause and reflect here. There seems to be a feeling of I'm not worthy to be here anyway. And I want to remind you that there are so many events that have happened where we wouldn't have gotten out alive without each and every one of us. That being said, you have a party that has some gifts and we could help Zex 
I think it would be remiss of me to not attempt to help you. Galahad, you back me up on this? Whatever it is that you need, whether it's dealing with Ariok or this pact you have with him, I'm sure there's something I've read that can help in removing it. That is what your wish is. Would any of these things help help Zex in his situation? Zex is... It's a different situation. You have a a, a pact with Ariok. Zex is a a vessel from Alar. He is to be his avatar if he is to accept him. So different circumstances. I can feel Malar in him. Malar is there. His presence is there. Where Ariok can do what he wants with you because he was just his, his power. And he has just given you these gifts and these things because of the agreement you made with him. So while we will help you, it will not be the last of him. You see Shanks pull a small piece of paper out of his um, <laughs> pouch and he looks at it. Take the leap. I I know that the other side of me is not evil. I know that it was probably created to protect me as I find it very difficult to marry the concepts of what I have to do sometimes with how hard that is to exist in for me. I will make this very clear. I don't want anything to do with someone who wants to use me as a puppet or manipulate me into hurting the people that I care about. If you all feel that it's within our collective power to eliminate this from me. I I default to your knowledge. I think he just gave us permission to try. All right, let's do this. Eat up, guys. Um, would I have read anything perhaps in the past about warlocks being able to step away from their pact? 
I would say you don't even have to roll for this. This would be knowledge of how long, however long you've roamed. Uh, it is doable. Um, mm-hmm. And it most definitely depends on the being that you make a pact with. Uh, but it is doable. It is usually difficult, especially if it's not necessarily the best situation. Mm-hmm. But it is 100% doable. Uh, question wow. out of okay. question out of game. Um, what does control with the asterisk mean and charmed with the asterisk mean on your spells? Uh, so the asterisk just means it's edited in some way from the original base. So like maybe you have a note on it, or maybe your uh, subclass ch- changes it a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> If you click on it, it should tell you. I can actually see here. Oh, it just has a. Uh, I got. I see it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Right, nice. Uh, glad at this point. Um, walks with Salix to look for um, a place in nature and have a moment with the nature elementals that are out there to find the best spot so we're not sitting in the middle of their homes or some place where we're not um, supposed to be. So Glad just kind of scoops up her and and her food and like looks at Salix like wanna go check it out Salix looks at you for a second and says I got some spots in mind however nighttime here not the best time to be going outside aberrations that sort of deal have been sort of plaguing this area there's a reason I picked this spot because no one in their right fucking minds would come here so I would say we could do first thing in the morning closer to dawn tends to be like the best spot to do to to go walk in no one's around most of the animal life and everything else is gone we should be able to find a pretty good spot Galahad looks up after eating his soup I second dawn I'm with it twilight hours have always been best for me and my elemental friends that'll give me some time to perhaps uh See what I might be able to find out about the roaming spirits here. All right. I'll be in my room meditating and praying to the gods that we survive this thing. We are not going to go down swinging, Shanks, without swinging. Shanks, you see, he's he's wrestling with something and he looks over to Argyle. Glad notices and pauses, looks over. Salix also looks at Argyle and then back at Shanks and then back at Argyle. Look over at Shanks. What's up? You ready for that talk you promised me? Talk with you or talk with someone else? 
No, no, no. But you, you promised me that we would have a talk later. You, Whenever you're ready. So yeah, that pull you over to the side. And, uh, what do you think about all this? You don't remember what it is, or you have the specifics of your deal, right? Well, I have what he gave me before. I have what he changed it to after. And I know, at least from what I've constructed in my memory, what uh, what I potentially gave up or lost. Do you have an inkling of what it was you gave up? Uh, it's it's a memory. It's a memory specifically of Donna. Maybe maybe the first time I fell in love with her or something like that. Argyle. Roll me a history check. That is a 13. Let me check to see if I have a modifier. Uh, history, you said, right? Uh, 15. 15. I'd say that the first thing that you can remember that you noticed was different with Shanks after this whole thing with Elrin started. Since Barovia, you have yet to see him take any kind of shot at the genital region of any creature, which was, <laughs> which was his go-to move in Barovia. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And he even... I do believe, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Shanks, mm -hmm. uh, had mentioned that this memory was tied to Donna, that it was something that he did mm -hmm. because it was something that she thought was funny. Mm -hmm. And when he mentions it had something to do with Donna, that's the first thing that peeks into your into your head, like the little you do know about Donna, that was the first thing. And you thinking on it literally since the fight with Strahd, and you think maybe even a little bit before that, granted, I don't think Shanks had the ability to shoot Strahd in the balls if he could have, but most, almost every fight that you guys had, he did some sort of crazy kill shot of like right. shooting, shooting something up the ass and going through like it's spinal con like the weirdest shit you've ever seen with a bow, but somehow it worked. Haven't seen that since. I don't know what we can do. You have your contract. And there's always a loophole in a contract, but we have to figure out if there's something that we can do to get out of it, or I don't know. Knowing what you know now. How do you feel about this? And you see he reaches up over your head and just spins a stone above you. I have questions about it as to why I've been given something and I haven't been asked of anything yet. Um, it's definitely something that I would like to get to the bottom of. And I do have questions for him. And... We'll see where that goes. You know, I 
you know, we all have to make decisions um, for ourselves, but it would be my wish if I had somebody to go through this with. I know you're not, you know, packed with a demon, but at the same time, I know sacrifices are always inevitable, one way or the other. Whether you sacrifice something now or you're asked to sacrifice something later, this bill always comes due. Well, you're not alone. And whatever it is you're going through, you know we're all here to help. And we're not leaving you out uh, of options on this. We'll do everything we can to figure out a solution. At this point, Glad sits down again and uh, kind of asks for more tea. That sounds just like, oh yeah. Pours you another cup, sits down next to you, and like from across the room is watching the conversation uh, that's happening with uh, <laughs> Shanks and, and Argyle. Not not like doing just just watching. Mm-hmm. Sipping tea. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you had a one-on-one conversation with him? Well, I haven't had a one-on conversation with myself for uh, for a bit now, so. But no, the last time we spoke was probably during the constable's visit. And I only asked him a few questions before um, I was not in control of myself. Would you be up for trying to have an audience with him at some point? He he leans over to you. He's like, if they are able to do what they think they're able to do, I guarantee you I'm going to be having an audience with them. Well, I mean, me, you, and him. You think that wise? I think it'll make anything worse, but it's an opportunity to just ask direct questions. If there's one thing we know about Ariok is it's pretty much straightforward and to the point. Just not going to try to bullshit. He's got everything to gain. He's no reason for us to lie to us or anything like that. And we could try to get some more information and understanding about this entire situation. You, you do realize he's been lying to us the entire... About who he was and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But he has something to gain, obviously. And we're just trying to understand the full extent of your contract. Okay. Tonight? Only if you think you're up for it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm up for at this point. Right now, I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other and see what happens. Have as much tea as you can handle from Salix, and if it calms you down, we can try to have a conversation with him tonight. 
thought we were waiting for dawn. No, we're waiting for dawn for the potential exorcism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this would be okay. just a this conversation. Is a separate thing. Just gotcha. us, yeah, all three of us having a conversation. Yeah. Yep. Sounds that. wonderful. <laughs> He's I already putting on the voice. He's already putting on the voice. Tommy, is that in game or out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you woke me up for this shit. What can I do for you? Uh, yeah. In, out. Go ahead. Oh, he you already there? Do what you're doing. You guys do oh, what you're shit, doing. Well, right. well, no. This is just me. That was me <laughs> oh, responding. I'm getting ready. Getting ready. Sorry, right. <laughs> I was like, did he even have tea yet? The, like, he needs oh, to have tea first. The, no, no, no. He literally that's, runs across the room to hurry up and grab some tea. That's me. <laughs> right. That's me as as the DM going. Oh, that's wonderful! I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh my! Somebody get tissues. I assume we're all gonna cry later. <laughs> oh no! I have no idea what the fuck is gonna happen. Oh man! All right. Gnashing <laughs> of teeth. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Accurate. So yeah, so Shanks makes sure as he gets some calming tea. That's that's first off. He probably downs maybe whatever cups are available, you know, trying to be as polite as possible, making sure other people don't want before he literally drinks the teapot. <laughs> Sorry, you could have my portion. <laughs> Thank mm. you. He downs it. Yeah, I'm good. She shows the, the teacup and just kind of gives him a cheers, like, drink up. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Drink up, Buttercup. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. You need to take a deep breath. He um, kind of fidgets a bit with his fingers and um, shakes it off, loads the guns, and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it does that whole uh was that Henry Cavill thing from <laughs> Cox your biceps? Get out of here. <laughs> uh it takes a deep breath. Let's, let's go. All right. I guess we I guess we find a quiet corner. Yep. Do this I don't see why not. Are we oh, able you already to got hear... the cadence? <laughs> no, this Are is all gonna... happening telepathically. Kind of, so. We can keep headphones on, though, because this is going to be interesting. Sure, let's do it. We're getting close to the end here with with our Ariok, so I don't see why not. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to the end. (laughs) Depends on how this goes. We'll see. And the subjective, yeah. Well, we'll, Well, I could be. (laughs) I didn't say. I didn't say it wasn't the end of the deal. I just said close to the end with Ariok. Yeah, we'll take that as you will. Put words into my mouth here. Um, So uh, I'll have Shanks and Argyle roll me charisma saving throws. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, That is eight. Charisma. That is a 14. All right. 
both of you feel a vibrating, slight burning sensation on your forehead as you are feel that same sort of rush of energy that you've had in previous uh, conversations with Ariok or Elrin, whichever you prefer, I guess, at this point. And uh, as you open your eyes, you are still in the hermitage. However, no one is there. And a large and lanky figure is sitting cross, uh, like one leg over the other in front of the fire. The slight grin. You rang. Is the tea still present, even though nobody's around? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was going to serve us three cups. Um, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we did ring. Um, I'll cut straight to the point. Questions. We have a lot of questions, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly is it you need Shanks for. I know he has a contract with you. I'm trying to get all the details as possible about all of this. Shanks, Shanks. He puts his hand on your shoulders and goes, Eric, what do you need with us? Whether I have a contract or he has a token of your affection, um, why? Why us? Do you actually want the truth? Yes. Yes. He looks at Shanks directly and goes, you're not going to tell me to keep your mother's name out of my mouth. I am very much trying to turn over a new leaf. Let's see if you're successful. You two are promises that I have made and kept. Promises to who? Looks at you, Shanks, and says, Your mother. <laughs> looks, at Ar- <laughs> looks at Argyle and says, Your father. Are these separate promises or separate? Separate. But promises nonetheless. I've never met my father or I know nothing of my father. I'm very aware. Are we privy to the information of what the promises were or just what our role is in all of this? find it hard to believe at this point that maybe you haven't figured it out yet understandable these types of deals can be rather arduous but I feel like it's rather simple Can you not tell me why I would have an interest in you or perhaps your parents would make a deal with someone such as myself? I'm hoping that our souls weren't given to you as something you gave to our parents. 
your souls know. Services? You were given to me as a way to facilitate certain things happening in the future. You see Shanks' eyes like jumping back and forth in his head. And he is trying to calculate everything that he's seen in regards to Ariok mentionings of him, uh, the constable, and he has a bit of a like light bulb going off moment. You're trying to bring about the cataclysm. Excuse me? The, the cataclysm the, the constable warned us about would happen if we did save the planes. Uh, world corrupting event, a multiple planar situation that uh, makes these realms worth destroying. He gives you a very sort of studied look and then leans over with a smile. I have to say, I'm very flattered that you think that I would be trying to bring around the end of these planes. It's, uh, it's quite a lot of faith that you have in me. Why the interplanar war? What interplanar war? I lean over to Shanks and I cut him off and I say, I, I don't think he has any interest in that as chaotic as that would be kind of need planes to exist to harvest everyone's chaos so himself on the nose points to argyle there we go he looks he looks at argyle he goes but he's, he's not chaos he's he's corruption corruption is a type of control it's a type of order but if the planes aren't around, it's less to tap into to corrupt. I just I don't think that's it's it's not a destruction. Up. Yeah, it's not a destruction of the planes. I'm not saying the cataclysm is equal to what the constables is trying to do. I'm saying it's a destruction of peace. I'll look over at Ariok. Care to correct his line of thought? He's not wrong. What made you think that I was peaceful? What made you think that I give a shit about the ants that run around and die all the time on this plane or any other plane. Never thought you cared. Just thought we all ants were something you needed. 
Every system has their small parts. Blue chain, as it were. But still, what's our part in all of this? You've got helicopter parents. You're fulfilling their dreams. And what was the deal? What did they want? Your assured success. And what did they give up for it? Whatever they were willing to. People do strange things and are willing to give up much more than you'd think to get to the place that they think that they deserve to be. Even if it's through their children. How does he stabbing Oshino in the face gear success for me? It doesn't. I don't understand why you think it would. Then why? He was basically asking you to. I was just pushing it along. He was he was asking me to see him to understand what he's been through, not and then to just stab him. him. I, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't follow. You will eventually. This is this is not right. This is not this is not what I want. I don't I don't care whose success I was promised. This is not my vision of success. So, well, doesn't that I, suck to be you? What I, can we give you, or what could we do to free Shanks from his contract? To free Shanks from his contract? Yes. And break his mother's heart. We're weighing all options. No, I, I believe he's saying that to break the contract would be to break my mother's heart. It's picking up. I understand. And by in turn, I guess your father's heart as well. I never knew the bastard. Sure you have. Who? You've known him in your sure? life. Well, a part of him, at least. I've never seen him. I've never met him. I have no memories of him. Shanks, do me a favor, because I feel like it'd be a little bit... touchy, I guess, from me. Put your hand on his chest. He definitely hesitates a bit, um... But he looks over at Argyle and, and follows the direction. 
You feel that? And then, yeah. And then he takes up his, his, his father in him. That's his heart. He pulls his hand back. What do you think would drive a man to make a deal with a being like me? Extreme circumstances. Yes. Yes, indeed. He gave his life for me? Almost. He's still out there. But as part of my deal, he doesn't remember you. Is Argyle dying or? Why would, where's his heart? It's all rather complicated. Suffice it to say that there was a specific disease that was spreading through the area that he lived. Now his immune system was not all that spectacular being the infant that he was. I was a last resort, and I came through in the clutch. That is why you have a gift that helps ward you from damage. That is why you have a gift that helps you to do the things that you are able to do. Because my promise is to keep you alive. And what did my parents... My father doesn't have any memory of me. Did my mother have to give anything up? No. Just the memory of the one man that she loved. So she has no memory of him. He has no memory of me. Why do you think she always changes the subject when you asked about your father? It's hard to tell you something that she doesn't know. A whirlwind romance. Only in town for a day. He's gone. She's pregnant. You were born. And what about Shanks? What are the details of his situation? He looks to Shanks. Do you want the truth? Yes. Yes. Deep into Ariad's eyes. Yes. So be it. Your mother lived in the sixth district. You know where that is. It's not the best place to be. Yes, I'm aware. Work was scarce. She was young. She was beautiful. She was a lady of the night. 
she felt that she did not deserve this existence. That it was beneath her. She reached out to the gods, to the protector, who, to all of them, your hunter, your moon weaver, your winsome rose. But her pleas fell on deaf ears. Until I found her. I told her to go to that ceremony, ball, whatever it was that your father was at. I was the one who told her to find him specifically. Why him? Because he was strong-willed and a ruthless killer. Though and behold, she became pregnant. But there was no teary-eyed parting. Your father didn't know who she was. Out for a night of revelry with the men. I showed her the skills in alchemy that she possesses. She's quite adept, really. Rather gifted with the arcane as well. Particularly enchantment. Which I thought it was rather fortuitous, seeing as she was Eladrin. Lefay are enchanting fuckers, aren't they? That's why I have no memory of it. Of course. All part of the plan. Argyle, if you do notice Shank's disposition right now, he is very sunken into himself. We now understand what it was that our parents gave up. What did you get other than memories of it all? He just looks at the two of you. You're sitting right in front of me, aren't you? We are. The chosen of the light of Elrin. Oh, I have to say that was probably one of my better lines. I've always preferred gold over red. No one's saying that you can't have gold. I gave him gold eyes until he lost his shit that I thought red was more appropriate. <laughs> Match his hair. You know that I like to put myself together in a certain way. Granted, I don't always look like this, but this seems to scare people less. I'm sure your true form is magnificent. Depending on your definition of magnificent, yes, I would have to agree. 
where does it end for us? When are our services no longer needed? When you prove to be of no use to me anymore. I believe the exact wording was in perpetuity, but I'm not that greedy of a bastard. Yet. Now, whether you want my stone, my mark, and my power, she looks to both of you, that's entirely your prerogative. If you want out, well, Conditions will need to be met, but I can't see why we couldn't find an equitable agreement. And he gives you a wink. And what would that be? Prove to me you don't need my help. That's it? We stand on our own two feet and we're done with everything? No. I want you to fight me. I'll let you have help. But why? Why? I want to see if it's possible if you and your friends can do something. Shanks looks over to Argyle. There will you be not rules. Can you not tell? He's bored. I know, but before anyone else gets roped in, like he said, there's rules and conditions, right? There are always rules and conditions. You know this as well as I do. He looks over to him. I, I don't want to play your games. I want you to remove your powers from me of my own free will my weapon from my friend if he wants that and to restore my memory he leans in how does it feel to want I've given you my condition if you accept we can discuss it further until then you will keep my mark and you'll keep my gift what are the conditions what are the rules? He looks over to Shanks. Shanks is just shaking his head. We're not fighting you. Well, then enjoy my many boons and gifts. Shanks. He leans back in the chair. Just listen. Just hear him out. If you See don't want to fight him, I'm not going to force you to. I'm not going to push that on you. But I at least want all the information that I can possibly get. You see him lower his, his eyes. 
and then he looks at you. If you feel you need more information than what we've been given, please continue. Ariok, what are the terms? Four on one. The remainder of your friends can sit on the side and help in between. What else? Once you go down, you stay down. No one dies, obviously. What would be the point of that? It wouldn't be very fun, honestly. But once you go down, you stay down. Whoever is standing at the end continues on with what they had planned. If you win, I will remove my powers from you, Shanks. And I'll take back my stone, if that's what you really want, Argyle. But if I win, this is over. I won't reference it. I won't think about it. It'll be a hiccup. One that I'm willing to forget. And no consumables. <laughs> I mean, if you want consumables. No, 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 no. That was out of game. That was out of game. Okay. If we agree to this, any of our friends that participate in the battle against you, nothing is to happen to them. No packs, no deals, no contracts, nothing with them. They're simply there to fight. Sure. This is between you two and me. I'm allowing your friends to help. Can I get that in writing? Do you really want it in writing? Is it going to be changing ink or is it going to be permanent and static? To be fair, any ink can be changed. You know what I mean? A very straightforward contract. He's not a devil. Someone's been reading up. He looks over at our girl. Contracts are really a lot more fluid than demons. Hence the changing inks. But if you like, and he turns his hand over and a and a small spark of flame scroll pops in he grabs it and extends a very long and spidery arm out to you (laughs) oh god his fingertips actually reach so like the base of the scroll is in his palm and his fingertips reach the very end of it and his hands sort of like open up as you take it. 
and in writing it's exactly what you're saying none of them will, there will be no deals there will be no pacts there will be uh, no harm to any of them and it even says that there, there will be no physical harm to you in this battle this is more of an illusory he explain it explains that it is not a physical physical battle like he is not on the plane and you are going to fight him on Sloan, this is going to be very similar to what you were in now. Everything that you've asked for, laid out in plain common. I take the scroll and put it away. <clears throat> oh, do you? Before sure you signing signatures. it. Yeah, before signing it. I simply want to discuss it with everyone else. I want everyone to be on the same page. And I will sign it and return it to you. Very well. Shanks, is there anything else you want to say? Any questions? Now's the time. He looks, he looks at you. He goes, no, I'm good. If we win, does, does this nullify anything with the deals you've made with our parents? Absolutely not. This is simply for us. As I said, your prerogative. So my father will never have a memory of me. And my mother will never have a memory of him. I wouldn't say never. There are certain circumstances. Stipulated. Are we allowed to see their contracts? Or is that something you keep private between you and your clients? I've told you more than I would normally tell, but seeing as you are the subject of these deals, I'm bending the rules. What little rules I do have. So the answer is no. I've told Understood. you more than I probably should have. But going to make things spicy understood Shanks you ready oh wow no Okay, so the conversation at the end of this episode, where Shanks and Argyle have their, uh, you know, two-on-one, essentially, with Ariok, is probably one of my favorite interactions between these three characters. Gon is the facade of an archfey looking to enact chaos upon the world, and uh, the more darker aspects of Ariok and his machinations are starting to come to light. It can be very interesting uh, when PCs ask for the truth regarding their past because often they're not prepared for it. And what makes it even more interesting is whether or not Ariok is telling them the whole truth. 
Uh, please check out our social media accounts on most major platforms. Just search for the Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. We have some cool stuff coming, and it's worth checking out. Also, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. doesn't seem like a lot, but does help get the podcast out there for others to discover, and we would all appreciate the love and support. So we'll see you next week for Field Reports number 18, and in two weeks for Divergent Paths. Until then, safe travels. <laughs>